0: Hi, everyone. I'm David Blindauer, and welcome to Conversation with a Manager Stories from the Frontline. Our podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone who's new to the role of manager. Today's guest is Dan Wargallette. Dan works for Cullen, a five-generation, full-service construction company with over 650 employees headquartered in Madison, Wisconsin. Dan is an operations manager at Cullen, starting his career there as a project manager. Dan has a long history in the construction trades, serving as a manager for many, many folks. Today's host is Steve King. Here's Steve with some initial thoughts about his conversation with Dan.
1: Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us. Really enjoyed my conversation with Dan. In my hour plus time with him, we covered quite a bit of ground. I heard stories about his first job as a manager, the challenge of managing multiple job grade levels on the same team and creating thoughtful boundaries so individual accountabilities could be or would be both clear and manageable. The segment of the conversation we've selected for today's podcast has to do with the promotion of team members to new roles and responsibilities. Every manager will probably get the opportunity to promote team members. And by and large, it's a pleasant experience for the promoting manager. Team members feel they're being recognized, they're probably going to get some more money, and they feel a sense of career momentum. But promoting someone is not a task that should be taken lightly. And Dan offers up some nice advice on getting it right. Enjoy my conversation with Dan and we'll catch up with you on the other side. So Dan, we're going to talk a little bit about promoting people in your organization. So, I wonder if you can talk about
2: when you know it's time to promote someone, and how do you know it's time? Um, good question. The I would say we rely. I we have a lot of levels of managers that I manage in our project teams, um, and there's two parts. I'll go. The first part would be our field level managers um, that are trades people that are. Um, have served an apprenticeship coming up through the ranks, um, and expertise of leading people with the tools on in the field. Um, I rely because I'm not on site every day, all day. I rely a lot on the frontline managers that they are working for on their specific project to give me the insight and the, and the knowledge to say one is helping me identify who future possible people are to get promoted, um, the different levels that we have. And then two, once we identify them, I bring them in to help me coach them and understand where they are in their development of getting from where they were to where they want to go, or we want them to go, um, kind of works together. Um, so I help them, they help identify them, they help coach mentor through. And then as a group, that group of managers, because our other guys rotate between teams on different projects, I rely on them to say, Hey, I would, I think this person's probably ready to get promoted. What do you guys think? And if if we get a bunch of people that say absolutely not, and they explain it, then I'm not going to do it because I rely on those people to be successful overall, um, rather than the person I'm looking to get promoted. That's underneath them. Do, do you ever talk to the
1: peers of the person you're considering promoting, or do you just rely on the managers
2: of that person? Uh, I probably don't rely talk to the peers as much, um, as I probably should, but I do talk to them and I, I more see it when I interact with them in their peers in, we have quarterly meetings that we're together with that group, our, our foreman group that I, um, can see how they interact with them when they're in that position, um, and see where are they, you can kind of give an idea of the, um, let's say, expertise level they have, um, respect level they have amongst their peers. And if I see it, if I see it being bad, then it kind of gives me a little bit of pause. Um, on the flip side, if I see them taking the initiative and taking a leadership role amongst their peers, it says a lot about where they're at and where they want to go. And if their peers are giving them that, um, organically. Right. So when you approach someone,
1: uh, to consider promoting them. Do you find they
2: share some self doubt about their ability to do it? Or do you usually find they're like, I'm ready. Let's go. I think a lot of times it's I'm ready. Let's go. Um, they think they've been, they think they know the role and they think they have been doing it already. Um, and a lot of times for them, it's why I just want, I want the pay. They want the payor. And I always, I, we always go through the responsibilities list. Of what we're talking about. And, um, we say this is what this all entails. And isn't just being good at your craft, it's being good at understanding, seeing what dominoes are coming next, what other tools, materials, things, information do you need to be successful for you on a team of people you're going to manage? It's a little bit about going above and beyond just your clock in, clock out hours. Um, and once you kind of open their eyes to that and lay out this is what it really means, this is what we're expecting. Just because you're the best carpenter doesn't mean you're going to be the best carpenter foreman. Um, so once you lay that out, you can say, okay, well, what, do you, what are these things do you have proficiency of? What can we check off? What do we need to work on? And then as we as we meet, we go through the list and say, okay, what, how, how are we progressing on that? And then getting their bosses on their job sites in tune with, this is what they need. Give them, let's give them these opportunities to get this proficiency dialed in. So if I were
1: if I were to say the following, would this be accurate? They may enter the promotion with a great deal of confidence, but you actually instill a little bit of healthy self doubt.
2: Yeah, I would say a little bit of I'll open your eyes a little bit to say this is what to be really successful. This is what you're really going to have to do and need. And for me, it's a way of uh, for us at our old company. I think it's a way of you got to be fair because I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to the the expectations we're gonna set. So if I don't tell you out of the gate before you even get promoted, what we're expecting, it's not really fair to you to hold you to, you know, different score at the end of the game. Right. Yeah. So
1: do you ever find yourself having to manage the expectations of those that did not get the promotion?
2: I would say I've had to manage people that we've probably um, promoted too soon or promoted because we thought they were ready or we had a need. Um, and then had to handle that, the performance of them in that role as we went through. Um, and that's a lot slower, longer process, I would say, because we're very, our culture at our company is very, um, you know, we, inst- we we put our investment into people and then we just don't promote and demote on a very quick basis. We will promote and then keep them there and try to work through it, work through it, work through until we've exhausted all all efforts, I would say. So I've worked more with a couple of individuals that has been a, hey, this isn't working and here's why uh, process. So do you, as a person who has successfully
1: promoted some talent inside your organization, get overtly recognized for promoting talent inside your organization? Is it, re- is it regarded as a, a great managerial or leader ex- uh, expertise to find great talent and promote them? Or do you re- are you recognized for that? Not you perfectly, but anyone is that is that valued?
2: I think I believe, yes, it's valued because when I talk to um, I have a wide range of people that we that I manage within our organization. Um, I always say what sets people apart to get, let's say, development of their career, promotion of their career, a lot of people can do the job. But who are you helping to develop and train and get promoted? Um, either directly or indirectly on your projects, on your teams, um, and the people that I can do that successfully and go out of the way are the people that are you can I can point to them and say that's who's rising in this company. Um, because when it's all said and done, if you're if you're both doing the same thing, job wise, but you could this other person can point to five other team members that have been promoted or grown or developed their career through their help as a manager on their teams. It just sets you. It just sets him apart. Yeah, I I'd agree.
3: This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com slash learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA.
0: And we're back here with Steve. Steve, plenty of good stuff in this segment with Dan. What were some of the highlights that stood out to you? Four topics really stood out to me that I'd like to comment on.
1: The need for firsthand observations of the team member being considered for promotion. The roles peers play in the decision-making process. A realistic
0: preview of the new job. And finally, development plans for the newly promoted. Okay, let's start with first-hand observations of those being considered for promotion. I'll start by pointing out that Dan is a
1: manager of managers, which you, our listeners, may or may not be. Note that Dan relies on the direct observation of those directly managing someone as the key input in determining promotability, which suggests that if you are not a manager of managers, it's your direct observation that will be the key input. Other perspectives like those of a team member's peer group and the input from some customers will also play a role in the decision to promote or not to promote. I agree with Dan. The promoting manager is the key and final decision maker and should be, but I think it is essential that manager gather some perspectives. Like any decision,
0: the best decisions are made when multiple perspectives are in play. Dan mentioned that perhaps he should gather more direct feedback from peers in the decision-making process that he currently does. Do you agree with that sentiment? Yes, I agree. But first, let me comment on what Dan does. You should be
1: explicitly observing and taking stock in peer relationships whenever you can. That is a legitimate input in the decision. But I would suggest selecting a couple peers and getting their feedback on someone being considered for promotion, but only if the potential for promotion can be part of the discussion and not a hidden agenda. If for some reason talking to peers is problematic, for example, if the entire peer group think they should get the promotion, then I think observation will have to suffice.
0: So let's talk about the realistic preview of a new promoted role.
1: Sometimes someone can be pretty naive about the greater responsibilities they are going to be offered. So when a new job is being offered, the manager should be careful To walk through not only the key responsibilities of the new job, but also the skills needed to be successful and what challenges the person may face unique to their responsibilities. For example, if someone's getting promoted to manage a team on which there's a great deal of ongoing conflict, that conflict needs to be known, not found out later. Rarely does someone balk at a promotion when level set with a preview, but they need to go into the new role with our eyes wide open,
0: Dan's recommendation is clear and good. Do a thorough preview. And finally, what about your thoughts on the development plans for the newly promoted? Stemming from the manager's direct observations and the observation of others and a preview,
1: a development plan will probably surface pretty clearly. Everyone taking on a new job should have a development plan in place since few of us are 100% ready and proficient on day one. Does the plan have to be perfect? No. It can be altered as someone eases into the new role and probably should be. But the very presence of a development plan from the get-go, role models, good talent management practices, everyone should have a development plan. And I
0: mean everyone. And with that, we conclude this episode of Conversation with a Manager. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel like others could learn from it as well, feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues. And a big thank you to our guest, Dan Wargallette for sharing some of his personal experiences as a manager.
3: Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource, champion the cause and inspire the future of the industry.